0: hope, right? I will help you if I thought. You want to get nuts. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the podcast.
1: Hello. Hey. Hey.
0: Um. So, yeah, we're back.
1: Welcome to another episode of Mediocre Movie Majors.
0: Welcome back.
1: It's the first time we've probably said the name in the podcast.
0: Yeah, I mean, maybe last time we might maybe. have said it, mm. but... Yeah, the Mom? official name is Mediocre Movie Maybe. <laughs> as you, you know
1: by now. <laughs> as I'm
0: sure that everyone knows by now. It's not like we just decided that or anything at this point in time. That's crazy <laughs> to assume that. Yeah. So, this week, we've got a lot of movies, because...
1: It's more like a couple of weeks that we've got to cover, so we're just gonna, like, really... I would
0: say, like, two, three weeks, maybe. Two, yeah, two weeks. Like, two weeks. Yeah. So... The first movie we watched was This Is 40, right?
1: No, we talked about that. Oh, we one talked last. about that one? That was the last one. We so
0: then the about. first one we, talk, we we were talking about this week is From Dusk Till Dawn.
1: Oh, we're just diving straight into it.
0: Yeah, just, I mean. We're just going did you right wanna, for it. Did you want to give any intros to anything about anything? I mean. This
1: was like. Today we're gonna.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Today we're gonna be talking about one of my favorite films by Robert Rodriguez. Now, if you know that guy, he's done a lot of films. He did the Spy Kid franchise Shark as well as Born Shark and
1: Lava Girl. Yep,
0: yep, and of course Sin City, which is another one I don't think you've seen, but I will add it because it's just as shit. Um, so from dusk till dawn, many of you might know it as one of those uh, sacred Quentin Tarantino films that he didn't end up directing. Quentin actually stars in it. Right alongside George Clooney uh, but he didn't actually he's
1: also the writer of it yeah he wrote I it in
0: stars and d- he didn't direct it he just wrote it like most of his, all of his movies he's written yeah. and directed so kind of weird that he didn't direct this one but I think it's because he wanted to play this character that he wrote for himself which we'll talk about in a moment because this is a movie we have need to talk
1: about um, right? yeah so I should say like as per usual, we're probably going to spoil it.
0: Yes. Unfortunately, um, this is movie, one of those movies. You best...
1: should go in blind too. Yes. So so
0: before we spoil it, we'll, I'm just going to say this. We'll
1: put a little time code for you.
0: Yeah, we'll put yeah, a little yeah, time code. Okay. Anyway, I was just going to say, um, Quentin.
1: So watch this. Sorry.
0: <laughs> sorry. I was, was going to say before we even <laughs> okay, talk about spoilers, okay, okay, just good. so yeah, people yeah. wanted to hear a quick thought about it. I like it. It's fun. It's campy. Uh, there's a lot of feet. Quentin wrote a lot of feet. He literally wrote a scene where he takes a shot off a stripper's toe because she pours it down her leg. And he cast himself yeah. to then play that character. So take that as you will. You know, There's a lot of feet stuff, but that's to be expected with Quentin Tarantino. It's a fun film other than that.
1: Go into this movie blind if you can. That's what I did. And it ended up being one of the most in- insane movie-watching experiences I've had. And I feel like I don't get to have this experience a lot because... In the age that we live in, most movies are spoiled. Wee woo. Um, that was a spoiler police. Okay. Yeah. I like um, that. this movie kind of feels like two separate movies, yes. which is really bizarre. Bizarre, but I do. Feel I think like, it works. I think it does work. The I feel first,
0: like... the first half of the movie follows two criminal brothers going around trying to get to Mexico, and they're like robbing convenience stores. They have guns. They're you know got this uh, grapes of wraths or um. What's the one with the Lenny looking at the flowers? Not Grapes of Wrath. the Same author. Of often. Mice and Men? Yeah, it's got sort of that Of Are Mice and Men.
1: Yeah. Oh, okay.
0: Uh, it's it's, uh, it's an Of Mice and Men brother dynamic, uh, and it's really fun. And then, halfway through, spoiler... Uh, it becomes a vampire film.
1: Well, you should say they go into this bar.
0: Okay, so they go to a bar that <laughs> they don't really know about in Mexico, and it turns out to be the it turns me- the out to be a vampire bar. It's a vampire bar, and it's really great. And it's crazy because it's like an Aztec pyramid, act actually yeah. too, and it's they got like a, a human guitar.
1: If you watch the f- first half of this movie, you n- there's nothing in the movie that says hey vampires. Yeah, the the movie there's is no, very grounded in reality. Yeah. There's a
0: cop. There's guns. There's nothing that alludes to the fictional. Fantastical world that actually exists, and I love that. That's like quite
1: interesting the way that they do it, and it's also still very contained. The vampires only are in the bar. Well,
0: because as you know, vampire rules—they have to be invited else places. Yeah, they can't be. They can't just go into your house. You have to invite them in. So it actually like
1: vampire rules. Yeah, it's it's kind
0: of cool how they play with that, and also the idea of being a Mexican Aztec vampire. You know, not necessarily one that you might draw thing you might think like more typical like Chubacabra or some shit like that like come on uh but anyway i thought this film was actually really good kind of underrated for what it is i think it's a very fun movie not necessarily yeah, cinema it's definitely
1: super fun like if, if you had sat down had a couple drinks with it watched it with your friends it would be a really fun time. If
0: you sit this down with some of your film buddies um, to critique it as cinema, you, I'm sure yeah. you can have, find problems. For left all and right. of you
1: Quentin Tarantino fans out there, you will have a ball with all of them. Oh, the definitely Tarantino watch it. Isms. If you're a
0: Tarantino fan, pick watch this immediately. Like yeah. it should be on your Quentin if list. If
1: you, if he gives you an insane ick like he does to me, you might be cringing. But
0: George Clooney kind of helps because his character actively, <laughs> di- um. Uh, denounces what Quentin ca- Quentin's character yeah, does throughout um, the film. He's Quentin character Quentin carry <laughs> Quentin Caractino, That's when calling him <laughs> when he acts. Uh, he's his character is such a such a gross character, yeah. and he definitely is like playing that. Like it's.
1: I mean, yeah, it's a character. It's it's a movie. <sighs> it's whatever it is, but <laughs> he does take a shot off of Salma Hayek's toe. By the way, if you have not heard of this movie, like me, you might know the scene of Salma Hayek where she. Like just looks really good and is doing a cute little dance. So if you want to see where that comes from,
0: again, this was directed by the people that made Shark Boy and Lava Girl.
1: Yeah. Um.
0: Insane. <laughs> yeah, that's really funny. insane. Oh,
1: and just a little fun fact that I learned recently: oh God, he did Desperado Julia too. Oh Julia God, Lewis is in this movie, and I recently found out she's a Scientologist, which has really changed my opinion on her as an actress. But I think she's good in this. I think it must have been one of her more earlier roles because she's quite young in it, but. Yeah, anyways, that's all we have to say about that. Did you have anything else to add?
0: Not really. Okay. I'm just I was just saying this guy also is known for his film Desperado, which is the very famous film of the um hitman who carries his gun in a guitar case. Oh. El Mariachi, I think it is, mm. right?
1: I don't know. I don't know anyways.
0: Uh, it's it's good. It's got the guy from Spy Kids in it. Um Danny, Danny Trejo. Trejo. Yeah, yeah. He works a lot with Danny Trejo. He Danny did... Trejo is like his um Wes Anderson um
1: Ghostbusters. Oh. 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 You were going to say Bill Murray. I was going to say
0: Bill Murray before Owen Wilson. <laughs> but uh, you know what? I, I agree. Yeah. They both work. In, 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 anyway, let's talk about the next list. We've talked enough about this guy. Okay. It's a great film. But up next, Jumanji. Welcome, Welcome to the jungle. Yeah, the Jack Black, we're,
1: Dwayne the Rock Johnson version.
0: Jack Black. The,
1: the Jack, Which, right off the bat, Jack Black is the best part of this movie. Yeah. Hands down. I
0: would say maybe the only good part of the movie I, I gave this a two-bagger. I
1: have a weird, like, I liked this movie the first time that I watched it.
0: Well, sure, you never this, saw the original.
1: We'll get there. We'll get there. Um, but this was my second time watching it. And I actually liked it less the second time <laughs> oh, that I watched it. <laughs>
0: that's crazy.
1: I don't know what, like.
0: It's a perfectly mediocre it's film. Like it's if very Jumanji, forgettable.
1: Instead of being, if you've never seen, it's like if Shumanji, instead of being a board game, is a video game. And they do some fun video game references with like the characters that they play and, and like, like
0: cutscenes and like inventory. skill stats. They do stats. Like,
1: some jokes about video games, and I think that that part is fun.
0: But it's very, it's very, it's very like gimmicky. Yeah. It doesn't serve the plot really. And other than it's like it is a video game. Ha ha. Get it?
1: Yeah. Um. It doesn't and
0: enhance the themes in any way.
1: Actually, wait. I thought that um. Kevin Hart was like. Kevin
0: Hart has had some moments for sure, but like
1: oh, and Nick Jonas is in this spoiler, but Nick Jonas <laughs> is in it. I won't. I guess I won't. Say oh that.
0: yeah, actually, I do want to talk oh, about that yeah. Nick Jonas's character because this film, if you've ever seen the original, but not the, the the new remakes, it's very similar to the basic plot of the original Jumanji film, where some kid gets sucked into the game and then goes missing in real life, and then next generation, you know, go and find them. Yeah. And it was interesting they kept that plot beat. But then the whole film sticks with the kids in the future. So at the end of the film, spoilers, by the way, obviously, we're, we're spoiling fucking Dwayne Rock. Yeah. You, uh, you might have to bleep me out so I don't swear that it's, <sighs> uh, it's, this sticks with the kids in the future. So the whole time mechanics of the first movie with, with Robin Williams getting sent back to his kid youth happen off screen. So somehow the kids still retain their memories of this it, missing guy who in actuality just becomes No, 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 we don't. We don't see the kid go like oh, get like, sucked get, yeah, get kind put back out from his yeah, video game self. Yeah. It's very much we come back and we see as a family now, and cause he never went missing, but like how the fuck are the kids there? Cause the whole thing the whole reason they got in trouble is because they were talking about like this kid getting missing and it creates a time paradox that really bothers me. That the first Jumanji film, which Again, came out in the 90s, handled very, very effort, like blissfully and like professionally because they just followed Robin Williams, the missing kid initially. For a TLDR of that, basically, in both films, a kid goes missing. The only difference is in the original. When the movie ends, we go back in time with that kid and he lives his life without Jumanji. Whereas in the remake, we stay with the kids in the present. And
1: I think that's kind of fun.
0: It's different and I hated it.
1: Oh, okay. Also, there's apparently a bad guy in this, which I keep forgetting, which I feel like wasn't yeah. necessarily needed because like <laughs> they're already like in the jungle with all of the Jumanji stuff. I just like, don't think was there, there a was guy? a plot
0: to this movie. Anyways, it was, it was Breakfast good. Club, but they play video games. Two bags for me.
1: Um, I gave it. Oh, we should have said our reviews for. It.
0: Well, from Just to Don't, I feel like we okay. praised enough
1: um i gave jumanji three and a half but i might change it down to a three
0: you
1: my three and a three and a half ratings kind of like go back and forth
0: so can we talk about something actually really topical what? now the next film on our list Birdman. so if you haven't seen they just released the new flash trailer and uh they, we have uh michael keaton playing batman again so Birdman, very, very topical. Because if you don't know this film, it's about an actor who used to play a superhero, now having to live with the whole post-superhero fame. Everyone wants you to do a sequel, but he wants to move on with his life kind of thing. It's it's actually a really, really good film with a lot of analogies. Um, and if you know anything about how it's sort of presented, it's all shown in this like faux one cut, one take, yeah, long take. Yeah, it's
1: basically one... I mean, shot. there's obviously I mean, it's edits, actually one shot, but it's presented
0: but it's, to feel that way. Which
1: I really ended up liking. At first, I'll be honest, it really was throwing me off. And I yeah. felt like there were some parts where they kind of sacrificed the plot in terms of, like, to continue on, like, this, like, it's gotta be It's gotta one be one shot. flowing camera, yeah. Yeah, so some parts of it felt a little bit...
0: But I... Inversely, I will say I really liked how it sort of blended time with the one camera. Yeah. Like he would just turn around and all of a sudden he'd be a different different, day, different month. Yeah. Like I I appreciated how the camera flowed and made the edits, everything.
1: It takes place over a longer period of time than it might seem. It might seem, which is really interesting. I have to say... It still
0: felt a little gimmicky, though. Yeah. Even... I, I mean, I know for the time it was, like, one of the first things it did, but... like Or one of the first films that did that one take, but it just it's hard not to see it as gimmicky when you're designing all your shots around this idea of having to blend so seamlessly yeah.
1: uh, but then i have to say like in the middle i ended up really really liking it and like the way that they use the theater the like mm-hmm. them them walking through the hallways of the theater and it would switch off to different characters inversely really seamlessly. when there
0: is a very punctual cut you really feel yeah it, oh which that's true there was a few there was definitely at least a yeah. few um, which I I, th- I I did like. No, no, no. That's pretty much all I had to say.
1: Um, there were some parts of the movie that were confusing to me, but I think I'm just small brain. Like, I genuinely think What was I'm something just, that was confusing? Like...
0: Did he die? Like, did he actually die? I
1: think... Like, no, but like, before that. Like, I think...
0: No, no. I think he died before that.
1: What? Oh, my God. See? You think... When did he die? What?
0: Like, <laughs> you think... I mean... I think he jumped off the roof, personally.
1: Of the hospital.
0: Yeah. Whoa. Well.
1: So. We're either that, either <laughs> well, I guess. So we're in. The, oh no! Like you mean when he was up on the roof? Like
0: when he was up on and the then roof, he was flying, and then he was flying, and then in the cab, See, and then that just was like.
1: Really confusing to me. because, to me, because Then he. Sh- then he. Then he shot himself. Shoots himself so and wakes up think in the that hospital. Happens, that he shot himself.
0: Yeah, I think all that was just his brain dying. that's how i interpreted it but again i interpret things kind of dumbly like I, I don't look at a film and go oh yeah chicken run it's a it's a it's a nazi film i go oh shit this is a movie about eating chicken nuggets you know i'm a little bit <laughs> <Literally>, deranged what? <laughs> what? no seriously it's a it's a it's a, it's actually protesting like the meat industry
1: What is chicken run
0: yeah we'll talk about that when okay. we review the chicken run episode <laughs> <sighs> but anyway, Birdman, I think is it's one of those great films that's maybe a little bit sort of kind of make you kind of be confused, but it's designed that way. Yeah. It's very aware of itself.
1: It's good. It's well Insane that
0: Michael Keaton is playing Batman now after having done this. Yeah. Because he did Batman from the 80s.
1: Oh, and Emma Stone is in it and she's really good in it.
0: Oh, is that because EZA came on the Netflix screen on Yeah, the TV? we've got our
1: Netflix rotating films also if we're, you're wondering why we're just talking, <laughs> talking about, about random, random titles like chicken um, run yeah this oh and zach galifianakis is in this which is crazy oh yeah he actually
0: did a really really good he job he
1: is good in it he
0: acted he acted <laughs> acted in it yeah
1: um which oh and edward norton too was also Ed, oh yeah edward norton plays
0: he plays the um the sort younger of actor. Like an Edward Norton
1: kind of guy. Very
0: much an Edward Norton kind um, of guy. Kind <laughs> of
1: like the worst guy that you'll ever meet kinda of guy, you know? Yeah. And um we liked it. I gave it four bags.
0: Yeah, I'll give this one five. This is a clear five for me. I, I mean think good art.
1: Yeah, it was definitely like a film.
0: It's a film. It, yeah. It's not necessarily the easiest of watching. Oh,
1: definitely not. But, but if you've got fun time,
0: yeah. well made, and it tells a pretty deep story that yeah. I think is going to be especially poignant for all these like small little like Marvel original Disney Plus shows. Like in thirty years, or maybe not thirty, maybe like twenty, fifteen years from now, people are going to be rewatching Birdman. Like, damn, this movie was ahead of its time.
1: Tea. Okay, next up we have a little bit of a side tangent to go on about a TV show that we loved.
0: Yes. Which so, is
1: called Well, first
0: oh. <laughs> I just want to say the if you're familiar with the comedian Nathan Fielder and the show The Rehearsal, this TV show we're going to talk about is very oh, much yeah, yeah, in yeah. that realm of
1: If you like live honestly, TV and yeah. scripted TV. Yeah. Uh
0: so the rehe- um Jury Duty.
1: The Jury Duty, you can watch This isn't an ad, but you can watch it on Amazon Prime. Um, It can be an ad. It
0: could. This could be an ad. (laughs) Jeff Bezos, please pay us.
1: Yeah. We're not that expensive. It is an eight episode season. A quick watch. Yes.
0: It's. I thought it was ten episodes.
1: It's It's very short, but it's it's one season
0: long. It's a it's a beginning and end show, and the premise is someone gets sent to jury duty, and unbeknownst to them, the entire thing is fake.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm talking the entire judge, all of the people in the, doing the crime, all of the witnesses, all of the other jurors. All of them are actors.
0: All of them are fully paid, scripted actors. And the only person who doesn't know is the one person who legitimately thinks they're going Ronald. to jury jury duty. And, and uh, he in the show, hang on, hang on. Oh, sorry. In the show, there's a um a guest appearance because I guess they wanted to sort of throw him off the track. They had um. Famous celebrity uh, James
1: Mardson. James Mardson, who's our new favorite celebrity. <laughs> I
0: love him. He's like the germ of Hollywood. So,
1: and he plays himself in it. He he's plays acting, himself, but he's acting as he's acting like as an actor, actor who got
0: drafted into jury duty. So he's like, oh, I'm I'm, an, I'm a famous actor. They're never gonna like. If you like mean. the
1: Sex Lives of College Girls, the boy in it, I don't know what his like character's name is, but like the like guy who's supposed to be the Bj Novak stand-in character is in this show anyways
0: okay for for (laughs) those of you that got that good for you um james james marston is really loved this show this is a very funny show and so the reason we're talking about that show is because at one point uh the the real person ronald who again doesn't know he's on like a, a a fake jury. They have a camera crew filming them, saying yeah. they're doing a documentary about like a real trial. And,
1: or it, and it gets and so like, he just assumes just he's so being in a documentary. Funny, crew. Crazy stuff. And while on.
0: he's just casually talking to famous actor James Marsden, he mentions the the movie that he most associates with him.
1: And you might be like, "What movie is that?" Oh, like the, the Sonic notebook, movie, the, the Sonic Notebook, movie. Enchanted,
0: like, Hair Spray. Yeah, yeah. Okay, some some real options. No, Sex Drive. We're talking 2008, raunchy comedy, sex drive. James, so of course, we have to watch this. That's the next movie we're talking about. See, we need to give the setup because I don't think there's a timeline where we ever would have watched this movie I
1: didn't had, it had it not existed. been for this show. Yeah. The only things that we knew about this movie is that James Marsden was in it. And, and they Ronald had, really liked it. Ronald liked it. And he, they had a conversation about how this movie could not be made today, which is something that I feel like a lot of people comment Everyone about. Everyone always says that about, about every comedy that's movie. like a little bit raunchy. But then like the at the same 2000s. time,
0: we still have South Park. It's still yeah. being made. Like, so shut up.
1: when I say like they said that, like I don't necessarily believe it, but that just kind of sets it up to be like, okay, it's going to be one a raunchy early 2000s comedy. Yep. And, and so- it's like... It is a little bit offensive. It I is will very.
0: Say. It's pretty offensive. James Marsden's character is the older brother who keeps calling everyone the f word, and not like the um, one you can say one time in a PG thirteen film, the offensive one. And then at the end of the film, it's revealed that he's actually just been closeted, and he's much happier now that he's in a gay relationship, and that's actually kind of funny. But it doesn't mean he doesn't say the word a lot throughout. <laughs> yeah, the film.
1: um, it's also offensive to Amish people. Maybe I. Th- I mean I, I know, a lot, Amish, I know um, a lot of Amish I know a lot of Amish people, okay? Yeah.
0: And a lot of them were pretty able to take a joke. So like I don't know if I would say it's like that offensive. It's know. not like calling them like bad people. Like if anything it's saying they're really good at like they're very like ethically kind people who can build things efficiently. It's a bit like stereotypical. <laughs> yeah. yeah okay. Definitely I'll yeah. say that. But I don't know if I would say it's offensive because it's like saying <laughs> It's like being it's it's like some stereotypes are offensive, and others are like, not that bad.
1: Wait, we should say the plot of the movie.
0: Oh shit! Should I not be going on a <laughs> racist like a race rant right now in the middle of um, our movie podcast?
1: So this, as you can tell, can you by edit the title, that out? Yeah, thanks. The title <laughs> of this movie, "Sex Drive," kind of gives away the plot of it because essentially this is a movie about a teenage boy who is going on a drive. Across the country? Or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
0: he's been flirting with this girl online and uh, she's he's... like, hey, come to my house and we'll fuck. And he's like, I bet. So <laughs> they drive across the country because he's horny. Yeah, basically. Getting he, into hijinks he, along the way. They're going
1: on a sex drive.
0: He like steals his brother's um, car and like goes across country and it's it's a bunch of hijinks and fun. Yeah, but they then, go with like um, his childhood friend girl. Yeah. Or his ooh. childhood friend who's a girl who's like he actually wants to be with. And, yeah.
1: Yeah and it's got everyone's favorite office character
0: Clark Duke <laughs> You might know him as the late season edition, who sits in the Amex he's with
1: plot He's the
0: Dwight he's the
1: Dwight Jr. Dwight Jr. on the office who, who He's in also in Hot Tub Time yeah. Machine
0: which is another film we talked I was about, just about to say. I feel like he is he, one of those people who's done enough raunchy comedies I'm when like When you
1: see him you know like it's not going to be a great movie but it is going to be a fun time
0: yeah, I like his presence. Yeah. Although I am starting to be a little bit like, I need to watch a movie that's not a raunchy comedy with him in it.
1: Like, good, like honestly, good luck finding one. Like, okay. so, anyways, I rated Sex Drive three stars. Three yeah, bags. Sex Drive was like a three bagger for me. <laughs> was it? It honestly was like kind of. It was oh fun. no, I gave it a five bag. <laughs> it was fun when we watched it. It'll it'll be one of those movies you watch when you like. Like after you watch tri- a boy, trial, after
0: you watch the jury duty, you watch yeah. it and go, "Oh, okay." Now maybe you
1: watch this with your like guy friends and you like get a little laugh out of it. Um,
0: Speaking of shitty movies, they might get a little laugh out about.
1: We watched Blazing Saddles. This is
0: actually an amazing movie. This
1: is my first Mel Brooks film. Oh no, it's not. I'm sorry, I totally lied because I've seen uh, the Mel Brooks producers, but this was my second second. Mel Brooks film that I've ever seen? Have I seen this? No. Um, I'm not, like, very familiar with him. I'm pretty sure that he's, like, a bad person. What? No. Wait, no? No. No.
0: What what do you mean he's a bad person?
1: Wait, I thought he was, like...
0: You're probably thinking Mel Gibson.
1: Oh, I am thinking about Mel Gibson. Yeah. Wait, this whole time I was confusing Mel Gibson. Okay, so Mel Mel Gibson. Gibson
0: is a famous movie actor and director... Um he's in Braveheart and um The Patriot.
1: Okay, so he's
0: He's like I wouldn't necessarily say anti Semitic, but he's a bit of a Catholic Christian guy. Mel Brooks, he's just like a
1: comedy guy. He hangs out with Larry David. I got them confused. (laughs) He's a Larry David type. Like this whole time. Anyways, this film is
0: Fucking love Gene Wilder.
1: About a wait.
0: It's about a black, a black guy who becomes a sheriff of an old west town. And it's a kind of a p- p- parody of like the old westerns. Yeah. Um, Gene Wilder plays his friend and the two of them kind of like help the town. But it's a very fun movie. And yeah. then a... they
1: like find out that they do need a sheriff. And they're like, we can stop being racist for a little bit. Yeah. If you like help us.
0: Yeah. And of course, being a Mel Brooks film, there's a lot of language. I'm not just saying, like, the F words. I'm talking the whole N word. Like, yeah, there's a lot of language. It's from 1974.
1: It's an early
0: yeah. 70s film. There's and probably also, some animal abuse. Yeah. It gets, we fully see a horse get punched in the face. Like, I don't think they CGI'd no. that. There's um, there's some problematic elements. And this is legitimately a film that you couldn't make nowadays because it wouldn't make it through the whole way of production yeah, and get shut down.
1: Yeah, true. Um, um, and the ending goes crazy though.
0: I don't remember the ending. Oh right, yeah, yeah. it has a bit of a uh, Monty Python. Ending. It gets very meta, very meta very quickly. Yeah, like he, really he does he, he does that a lot. And if Mel
1: Brooks does it a lot in his movies, I'm definitely going to be checking out more Mel Brooks movies. Okay, I got a and bunch on the that list. And now I know that he's not racist. Yeah, he's well, well. he I, mean, he, I might be. he might be. <laughs> I don't
0: know. Hey, like I, I don't know. I don't know him that well. I don't want to say he's not racist. I I, I just I'm want just to say I have Mel not aware Gibson. of them. Yeah, he's not Mel Gibson. Okay. Mel Gibson's like, sorry. Mel Gibson had like a creamer moment.
1: Got it. You okay, know, like Mel
0: Gibson's <laughs> like. like i still i still like some mel gibson movies i'll be real i liked hacksaw ridge sue me
1: anyways we thought this was fun it was it's it it was fun and enjoyable
0: (laughs) now i have a little story next because you didn't log this movie but i did because okay i'm trying to log more movies that i start and might not finish so this one full disclosure i didn't finish but we started it reason And there's a reason I didn't finish it. It's called The Triplets of Bellevue. It's a uh, 2003 animated film, and it's it's like
1: French, I think French Canadian.
0: Oh, French Canadian. That makes so much sense. Um, So it's got like a bunch of beautiful art styles in it. I I don't. Animated. It's one of those films you don't need to listen to. Well, maybe listen listen to the music. Well,
1: there's not a lot of dialogue. There's not a lot of dialogue. It's just a
0: super visual experience. And I love that. But we got about 20 minutes into it and I fell asleep because I was really tired. You should say it was April. Well, I was about to get there. I mean, you can say it. Do you want to say it? It was 30
1: days, has September, April? It was April 30th.
0: Yep. And And
1: we fell asleep.
0: And then May 1st, we find out they took it off streaming. Yeah. So. Maybe one day I'll rent it, but till then, uh, five bags. I really enjoyed the first twenty minutes. We
1: didn't feel like paying three ninety nine to rent it to watch half of it.
0: Yeah, and to tell, and honestly, listen. I heard the song. So like, I can say I've seen it. You know,
1: it was good. Um, If you're looking for like a really experimental animated film, I wouldn't say
0: super experimental. More just like. Not West, not like anime and not like super Western, something in between.
1: Okay. yeah.
0: Something a little different. Studio Ghibli of the Europe, but maybe Canada too.
1: Okay. Yeah. It's really good. I watched it in French class uh, like five years ago.
0: So the uh, next
1: movie we've got
0: is a Judd. No, it's not a Judd Apatow. It's not
1: Judd Apatow. Even though it features quite literally... Oh, <gasps>
0: He did this movie! Okay, shit, sorry. The next film we got is called I Love You, Man by director John Hamburg, which actually turns out to have done a film that I actually loved that I forgot the title of called Why Him? I'm putting this on the list. You'll, you'll pick it soon. It's got Brian Cranston and James Franco in it, and it's about a dad being like, why him? Okay, it's really fun. Well, we'll get to that. But the movie we're actually.
1: week for our review of Why Him? <laughs> <laughs> the
0: film we're actually going to talk about is called I Love You, Man.
1: And it is a classic Paul Rudd film. Yeah. This movie is about Paul Rudd, who is getting married to Rashida Jones. Um, And yes, they did play brother and sister in our favorite Paul Rudd movie, My Idiot Brother. Yeah. Or our idiot brother. Yeah. So, that was a little bit jarring, but, you know, it's all part jarring. of Jarring. Also, all, that it's movie came out <laughs> 10
0: years after this.
1: Um, <laughs> it's all part of the Paul Rudd cinematic universe, if you will. Um, it's about him getting married mm-hmm. and Rashida Jones being like, hey, you don't have any male friends. And so, he sets out on a journey to find some male friends, and he meets it's, Jason Segel. It's
0: actually funny because we've had this exact conversation as a couple.
1: Um, yeah, it's, it's a, I feel like it's a fun take on, like, relationships and, like...
0: Ma- especially, like, male, male isolation. Yeah, it was yeah, actually, I just wanted to chime in and be like, this film actually says a lot about the the early 2000s Um, toxic male culture of the yeah. time. Yeah, because John
1: Favreau is in this movie. And... Yep,
0: and uh, there's, like, a whole, like, she's trying to introduce him to her friends, boyfriends, or husbands, and, like, maybe he can just get along with them, and so it's easier, but... It actually says a lot about how like um you know, communities form and yeah. the, the, the isolationists that appear with the modern day masculinity. Yeah. Or I mean isolation it really such had a dramatic a, it, take, but for
1: a Paul Rudd kind of fun classic comedy, it had a lot of deep
0: It was a very is it, it had a lot of had a lot of things you could draw from as like yeah. a wife guy. Oh. Um, <laughs> so anyway, I love you, man. was a great film. I gave and, it five um, bags. Yeah, it's they, a fun film about like Romance and friendships, and it was a fun 2009 yeah. film. I don't know. We love Paul Rudd. We like Paul house. Rudd. Big Paul Rudd fans.
1: Speaking of Paul Rudd, no, but uh, <laughs> we're circling back
0: to yeah, going back <laughs> since I found out Catherine never saw the original Jumanji. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, as I said earlier, you never seen the original Jumanji yeah. until now.
1: I really thought like I had this idea in my head that I had seen this movie, but when we watched it, nothing was ringing a bell to me and everything was just further proving that like I have clearly never seen this movie and I might have seen like the opening scene once we got halfway into it I was like yeah this movie would have literally terrified me as a child so never watched it growing up not part of my classic film archive if you will and I had a really fun time with it
0: so, yeah, so this movie's like Zathura, if you've ever seen that. you never, well, we uh, watched that this year for the first time.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, and I will say, this is so much better than the remake. Uh, like, obviously, this movie had a it's lot a of real, passion into it. Um,
1: I will say, yeah, this movie felt. It's dark? It's insane because. It's super dark. Going from the first, like, Jumanji film, which has low key, like, zero consequences. I the
0: mean, first, as in your first. Oh. Not many people. Like, I would assume, (laughs) I hope to God, most people's first would be the Robin Williams one because obviously Robin Williams is better than Jack Black and uh, Kevin Hart combined. Whoa. Sorry, I love them both, but you can't beat the man.
1: Yeah, we love you, Robin Williams. Gone to you soon. Yeah. um, Robin Williams really does carry this movie, although I thought, like, everyone was really good Everyone was good, but Robin
0: Williams really, really carried. You You can't.
1: can't. compete but Kristen dunst is in this Kristen mm-hmm. dunst is in this and i love her and i didn't know that she was in this so that's yeah cool.
0: it must have been one of her first first must roles she's
1: like a little baby because
0: uh yeah she's like one of the kids and um
1: but yeah lots of intense lots scenes.
0: of intense scenes lots of intense subject matter like i remember the kids parents died but
1: then they and, like didn't
0: well then they get brought back but it's just like a central theme that like yeah. both like the robin williams character and the kids lost their family and it's like yeah there's a lot of that like
1: I will say like nineteen
0: ninety-five like... the world is gray and we're all getting dying on a plastic rock kind of depression. Um, which I liked. I like yeah. when movies have that.
1: There was like a little bit of like setup that they had to do in order to get the film going, but once I kinda leaned into it, I was like, okay.
0: Yeah, the setup takes a while, but I think it's it important because it's telling off. a bigger yeah. more real story than the remake. Um, also I will say if you haven't seen this film since you were a kid. Oh, that early, that mid-90s CG has really not aged well. Yeah, the monkeys, the monkeys are nightmare fuel. They actually look like the monkey from Jimmy Neutron. Hi, I'm Paul. (laughs) Yeah, that's, they're the most terrifying thing. I remember being kind of scared of them as a kid. I'm more scared of them now.
1: Yeah, some of this was ugly. (laughs) Yeah. But... (laughs)
0: Fun I think film. It added to the charm. I think it does too. Uh, it, I get, I get why you could see those CGI monkeys and think it's a good idea for a remake, but to do it without Robin Williams is a is a crime. Yeah. Because again, Robin Williams is what makes this film better than the, than, than Zathura. I was a big Zathura kid because I, I you had don't a brother. Like Dax
1: Shepard Dax. Shepard.
0: I do like Dax Shepard. Mm-hmm. I'm a big Dax Shepard fan as well. But that's why I was just kind of like. <sighs> Jumanji, it's just, it's such a classic because of Robin Williams. Anyway, we can move on now.
1: Anyways, mo- circling back to Paul Rudd and circling back to.
0: You can see this whose list something... has all the Paul, Paul Rudd films on here.
1: This is something that blew my mind. Knocked we Up? We watched Knocked Up, which is canonically <laughs> in the This Is 40 cinematic universe. And it actually might have come before This Is 40. So, last week we watched This Is 40. If you remember, with um,
0: Paul Paul Rudd Rudd and and Leslie
1: Mann, like, cosplaying. Like, Paul Rudd was basically cosplaying Judd. Um, Directed by Judd Apatow. Yeah. We loved it. I actually really liked that movie.
0: And for the longest time, I kept trying to pick this Seth Rogen film on your list, Knocked Up.
1: Which I knew was directed by Judd Apatow, but I did not know that it was canonically in the same universe i think the
0: poster having a having them in like a, in a like a hospital like a, a baby a waiting clinic room, room. And that like
1: does not happen in the film i don't
0: it might oh. i don't know there's a lot of scenes in that film i totally forget but <sighs> this film came out before this is 40 and it's the same paul rudd character family
1: yeah and the girl in knocked up is like the sister of Leslie Mann.
0: And it's actually insane how much foreshadowing this film has for This Is 40. Yeah. If I you honestly, never knew they were connected, like, it's this is an entirely different film on rewatch.
1: Yeah. No. Honestly, it really added so much to the cinematic universe. Because, again,
0: this film came out first. So Paul Which Rudd's character know. was sort of more of like a little hee-haw type of thing. Yeah. And then they went ahead and made a full movie.
1: Kind of, with that concept, yeah, as them getting older, probably dealing with the consequences of whatever happened in this movie. Yeah,
0: like well, what saying, happened in this movie? Her um, sister, the main gets character, knocked uh, up, gets knocked up by Seth Rogen because they go to a bar and have unprotected sex. Not after at they get the drunk. bar. Not at the bar, but because yep. of the bar.
1: And she has a baby.
0: A yeah, dad. they like do they they like talk about abortion, but. <clears throat>
1: She has the baby.
0: I don't know why they decide not to do the abortion.
1: Because it's uh, I don't know. She's it's a Judd Apatow pro- film. Pro-choice, and she chooses to have her baby. I don't know.
0: I don't... No, I know. Yeah, yeah. And I then not know kinda why just, she to Then have they kind of just do like the uh, the the like sitcom trope of like pretending to be in love until they're actually in love.
1: Yeah, they try. Basically, they try to make Force their relationship it. work because you know they're the parents of this unborn child, and. Um, this is also fun because it adds a lot of character. It really flushes out the world around.
0: Judd is John. fake or uh, just on family. It yeah, it flushes like out that, but family. it also flushes
1: out all of like like um, Seth Rogen's like friends as well. Like you've got Jonah Hill, and you also have Jason Segel, and the other guys <laughs> this Mrs. Forty. Yes.
0: That's the thing I wanted to say. The casting in this film is insane. Oh, and because like, you have all of Seth Rogen's friends. So you got people like, yeah, like we were just saying, Jonah <laughs> just Hill. Uh, but also like the people from This Is The End, like Jay Bar... I'm sorry, Jay, man. I'm not pronouncing your last name. Jay Brukel.
1: Martin Starr.
0: <laughs> Martin <laughs> Starr. There's a bunch of people. Yeah. And it's just kind of fun. There's a lot of like stoner humor. Both
1: haters in it.
0: Bill Hader's in it. Yeah, there's a bunch Adam of great Scott. jokes, especially with the Stoner comedy stuff. I yeah, really appreciate Yeah, it's really cla- it's a
1: real classic if you like this if you're a fan of
0: This is the end. <laughs> yes. James Franco's even in it. He makes a little cameo appearance. He
1: does as himself.
0: As himself and even Daryl from The he's Office. Oh, promoting
1: the the
0: Oh my god, Spider-Man yeah, that's Man 3. that's probably the weirdest thing about this film is there's a weird obsession with Sam Raimi Spider-Man 3. They're there must have been a deal somewhere in James Franco's like contract where he gets to plug it x amount of times or something. I don't know, but it was crazy because to see they just kept saying him
1: as James Franco, but everybody else <laughs> as, a character. as
0: as their character, yeah. yeah. And so he's like talking about Spider Man three, and then like Paul Rudd's like, "Well, I just got back from seeing Spider Man three by myself." Yeah, and, and it's like I, like I wanted to see Spider Man, it's like
1: they also talk about Lost, which I liked because that comes up in this is forty. Yeah, so it's kind I of fun that seeing how the Avatar films are connected. Spider-Man and Lost, or like what the deal is, but if you love, you know that this kind of universe of characters, as we've mentioned, universe, you will love this film. I will say, I it's just insane. Felt like I liked it the beginning and middle more than I liked the end.
0: Yeah, can we talk about the end? The
1: end is a little bit. Gross.
0: Graphic.
1: Graphic is the word that I was looking for. Actually, yes.
0: It's it's Um, for a for a light for a lighthearted rom com about deciding to have a family and getting to know people and
1: like
0: like like uh, responsibilities and stuff. You know, becoming an adult. Uh, Then at the end, they just show full vagina giving birth. Yeah,
1: they show birth happening. It's like the video that you watched in middle school of a baby being born.
0: Like, and I, also I, I had to look away. That the, was too much for me, man. As
1: per Judd Apatow usual, um, this film is too long by like half an hour. At, yeah. But every single one of his films is too long by at least 20 are. minutes. So it's fine. That's like his, that's, um, his, that's his, that's his like trademark. Yeah. I also will say, even though this is connected to This Is 40, these characters don't show up in This Is 40 at all. Or are even, are they even referenced?
0: They must be. They we have, have to, to go be. back
1: and watch it again because i don't want to i know <laughs> yeah anyways it, it was a fun time uh if you like seth rogan if you like judd apatow you'll like this movie
0: it's pretty classic
1: yeah it was class
0: next up is one of my favorites actually i saw this in the theater when it first came out and i was so excited because it stars one of my favorite actors especially like because he's so up and coming
1: that's right charlie Vice day Cube.
0: Charlie Day. Uh, I really like It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. It's maybe my favorite TV show. It's honestly inspired me to be a creative person. And Charlie Day is a role model for me in life. And this was his first film or the one that I first Switch saw. His first film? Ah, maybe not his first like film film, but definitely one of. Yeah. yeah, Like this was like the first film he made Like that he had like a real um, part in the production. You
1: of. may know him as the voice of Luigi in the Mario movie.
0: Oh god, yeah, for all the children out there that or don't watch Sonny. He 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 helps Charlie. he helped produce Sonny. He's Charlie the Janitor from Patty's Pub. Give it up. Come on. <laughs> so the film we're talking about Fist Fight stars him playing a public high school teacher yes. on the last day of school before yes. summer and his other coworker, uh Ice Cube, another public school teacher. Um they get into some beef. Yeah. And he <laughs> They basically, Ice Cube says he wants to fight Charlie, and Charlie is naturally uh, doesn't want that. And it's a very fun comedy. It's a very fresh feeling movie for a 2014 release. 2017. 2017. Oh, wow. Even later. Uh, 2017 comedy movie that doesn't go the raunchy route. It. There's a few raunchy jokes. He
1: does, but I feel like those are the jokes that don't land. Like the whole, with the guidance counselor.
0: Yes, there's a guidance counselor character, and her whole joke, her one joke, is that she wants to have sex. No, like, she has two
1: two jokes, which is, like, she does math.
0: And she wants to fuck underage children.
1: She wants to, like, sleep with the underage students, yes
0: well preferably when they get overage but yeah. it's like a whole creepy thing and it's played off as like a creepy like charlie's like what the hell stop doing that yeah. that's creepy but those are the jokes just that land. don't
1: land but they're very spread out in terms it doesn't really it's not overwhelming the plot or anything it's just kind of there
0: the, the plot, slapstick though the
1: plot is really charlie kind of figuring out how he can get out of He's doing fight.
0: everything possible to weasel his way out of the fist fight. He's like, like trying. He's calling to... the cops, saying one of his coworkers is gonna beat him up, and they're laughing at him. You know. Yeah. He's talking to the principal, saying, "Oh, you know, actually it was a misunderstanding. Don't actually you know do yeah. that." And it's it's just it's just really really funny. It's a gr- it's well written too.
1: Yeah. No. Like I had a really fun time. The with plot this. is one of
0: those things that's gonna always kind of have you. Yeah. It engage. doesn't
1: feel too. Too. slow or too well it's a 91 minute yeah. it's very very yeah yeah yeah. you know yeah we liked it we had fun i also loved the plot with the his daughter i thought that was great when she starts singing <gasps> yeah i don't even know if i can. Little, yeah, I
0: little... yeah i wouldn't spoil it yeah i wouldn't spoil it but
1: yeah i love the plot with his daughter there's thought... a really
0: good scene with his daughter in yeah. a talent show and yeah they sing and there's a song from rent
1: yeah. Um, I thought that was really good. I thought that was fun. I thought, like, all of the like, classic background characters were. I'm, like, looking at the poster now. Yeah. I thought all the classic background characters were. did the thing, you know? I'm fun. also
0: insanely excited for his upcoming. his directorial debut, Fool's Paradise. Yeah. We're oh. going to go see that in Whoopi Theater. But yes. So. Like, opening night. Like, oh,
1: yes. We love Charlie Day.
0: Love Charlie Day. God, almost as much as Germa. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, okay. I've just been a Germa fan longer. <laughs> anyway, that'll anyway. catch us up to the movie we just finished watching right before the recording of this podcast. Also, one of the more lengthy episodes we've ever recorded. Yeah.
1: Um, we want to talk about
0: a Netflix original. Is this a Netflix yeah. original? Oh, God, of course it is. To all the boys I've
1: loved before. To all the boys.
0: To all the boys I've loved before. before. So,
1: I like this movie. Yeah, I thought it was okay.
0: <laughs> um, it's one of those high school movies coming of age 2018 release. Um, it's
1: a classic, classic, classic tale. Um, classic, classic, when You trope. write love letters to all the people that you have crushes on, and then they somehow get sent out into the world. They and you have to, well, I'm not spoiling.
0: You're not spoiling, you have yeah. to
1: set you have to deal with the consequences and one of those consequences happens to be that uh one of the boys you sent a love letter to wants to fake date you in order to you know make his girlfriend jealous ex-girlfriend but what happens when you know the fake dating gets a little too real it's a classic wattpad story um so it is i think i'm almost positive it's based off of a wattpad story
0: yeah, it's very much the what if we pretend to date and then they actually fall in love story. But I mean,
1: like, it's a classic. It always if works. if it works,
0: it works. Why be innovative? You I know? don't know. Like, I if have it's like, not broken, don't fix it. I'm the only it one here. It makes money. Okay, <laughs> just print out fucking three more of them.
1: Uh, I was just about to say, I'm the only one here who's seen all three films in the trilogy, so I have my own thoughts and feelings about Peter. Now, so
0: you do think you do think that this film is. Better or worse than other trilogy starters, such as Fellowship of the Ring and Star Wars?
1: <laughs> Those are like not even the same at all.
0: So, do you think this is better or worse than Star Wars?
1: Which Star Wars? A New Hope. Better.
0: You think this is better than A New Hope? <laughs> okay, so it's crazy I don't because. Like it's crazy because it, pretty like we started watching I'm this last night, Jedi, and then on? I fell asleep. So then we finished it this morning. And uh, this morning, one of the first scenes about halfway through when I fell asleep is uh, her walking up to her fake boyfriend on the, the cross field or whatever. And as she's walking up... Oh, I should have mentioned that. Visually, this film is very much center-framed. It's a wannabe Wes Anderson without the um shot composition. And...
1: It has the classic 2018 Netflix original look, if you know, you
0: know. Yeah, off-center, unbalanced, but everything's, like, centered, but the frame isn't balanced. It's infuriating. But anyway, so there's a center shot where she's walking towards the camera and just everyone's practicing lacrosse, like, and she's, like, walking in between them. And then, like they just like don't stop and or even acknowledge her, <laughs> and then I she think, gets there yep, and kiss, I think
1: It's a girl boss. It kisses moment. her
0: boyfriend or whatever, and they all just like stop and are like jaws on the floor, staring. Like, it's great. Like, I think
1: Lara Jean is such a girl boss. I love her. It just
0: it wasn't presented. The film is the film has a lot of funny moments, but none of them are like presented to be funny.
1: I do think like this. It movie, takes itself
0: way too seriously.
1: I was just gonna say that I do think like it does take itself a little bit too seriously, and it doesn't lean into the like. Funness as much as it should. Yeah. It's a little bit, like... Boring? No, I don't think it's boring. I think it's, like, a little bit... Slow. Intent, like... What's the word I'm looking for?
0: Melodramatic?
1: No. Maybe. Anyways, it's a little bit...
0: You're so quick to say no. You didn't even hear the word. After.
1: I'm melodramatic? I don't know if that That's the
0: word. That's uh, okay. it's basically, like, <laughs> a little bit over-dramatized is yeah. what it
1: means. Yeah, it's a little bit dr- dramatic as any... Um, wap had story turned netflix original movie it will be and this does feel like a fan fiction and um i think this is just a personal opinion but i do think that the second movie is the best out of the trilogy because obviously she should have chose john ambrose like anyone who's watched that movie knows like she made the wrong decision choosing peter so it makes it hard to root for them in this movie it's okay that's neither here nor there I see I just it as really a high love school Lara relationship, Jean. so either I'm... way,
0: it doesn't matter her long life.
1: Yeah, but like that's like the plot of the third movie.
0: <laughs> so the... then why not just make the third movie the first movie and because, just be like, done with got it? Because
1: you gotta set... Like, there's like Do a... you, though? <laughs>
0: <laughs> why not just make a shorter movie where you introduce characters quicker and
1: no, just it's talk... A, them... <laughs> it's a slow burn.
0: You gotta sit through two films first.
1: The third one is the most annoying It's not like Netflix
0: me. makes extra, extra money from the ticket sales. They're it's all streaming. It's all Netflix originals. Um, Just make one movie, make a good movie. The
1: movie's good. I like it. I think it's fun. I think it's, I think I I think a bit it's girly. And I think it's girly. I think it's fun. I think it's camp. I think it's, you know.
0: I don't know. I don't know if it's supposed to be camp cuz it does it feels very serious.
1: It does take itself a little bit too seriously, yes.
0: To be called camp.
1: But like it is camp on a like Unironic. Unintentionally, it's camp.
0: Then that that goes against the meaning of camp, though, right? The meaning of camp is to be purposefully. Camp. No, I
1: think things like this is like Carly Claus saying, looking met like looking camp right in the eye at the Met Gala, and then like wearing the least camp outfit ever, and then that's like camp. <laughs> is she like, you know what I'm saying?
0: It's like yeah, I guess it's like inadvertently camp. Yeah,
1: yeah. That's how it. Like Tommy Wiseau's camp. The Room. Yeah. But, like, good.
0: I don't know. Tommy Wiseau's The Room was, like, Um, Maybe you should just,
1: like, say that you, like, don't like girly films.
0: I don't. I do do like Heathers. And I do like Clueless. This stuck with me. And Ten Things I Hate About You, I thought was a unique one. Yeah. And uh, (sighs) Fault in Our Stars at least had, like, cancer in it.
1: Yeah, well, anyways, I do think out of the Netflix original <laughs> love movies, this is one of my favorites. Okay. I, I thought not... I thought
0: Perks of Being a Wallflower was better.
1: Well, it's not a Netflix original. Really? You're joking.
0: You're joking. <laughs> they have the same font, sorry.
1: <laughs> what has the same font?
0: As the movie we were just talking about.
1: What does? The Perks of Being a Wallflower's signature font is Typewriter, first of all. No, that was. Yeah. It's a classic theme in the film. Like the typewriter, because clearly you aren't a person being a wallflower stan. Like, not in the cover, but like in the.
0: Even, yeah. Okay.
1: In the film. Anyways, those were the movies that we watched.
0: Yeah, be sure to follow us on Letterboxd if you guys want to see the potential movies we have for each other on our lists.
1: Yeah, Um, and potentially you might even see something a little extra, because sometimes I watch movies without you.
0: And sometimes I watch movies without you. That's so
1: true. Uh, Like, for instance, I watched ECA this week, and I gave it four bags of popcorn.
0: That's cool.
1: (laughs) I'm glad you
0: re-watched Easy A.
1: Thanks. Wait, what did you just...
0: Oh, I was just uh, updating my profile to have... Can I see? Yeah, I wanted my list of genuinely good movies to be public so people could see what I think is genuinely good movies. Um, If you're curious what I find is genuinely good, go check out my letterbox. I'm not telling you here.
1: yeah subscribe to our letterbox
0: you don't have to subscribe it's <laughs> go, free
1: go follow us on letterbox subscribe just download
0: the app and you make an account and you can you can see all the movies we might watch and what movies we have watched and see our and reviews see before our we make star- the podcast you can see our
1: ratings because we barely actually say them on the podcast
0: yeah, usually we forget to actually so. say the story. You'll 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 figure out our vibe yeah. of the movie. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. This
0: uh, is this is a podcast. You have to listen to the words we say for the entire um, hour and a half that we talk.
1: Yay. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs> Till next week. We'll see you next week.
0: Thanks for coming by.
1: Go to YouTube, go to Apple Podcasts, go to Spotify Podcasts, go to Podcast.
0: Have you made any of those accounts yet?
1: No, I'm gonna do it today.
0: Okay. Well there you go. Now you got your task for yourself.
1: Okay. All right.
0: Bye. See you guys next time.